What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, and we got one of the best backs in the swag on the show today, man. Stafford Anderson, Alcorn State running back, former Northwestern State running back, man. This guy was t- one of the top rushers in the swag this year, helped Alcorn, you know, get right, ba- right back up there in the top of the swag standings after taking their year off, man. So, Stafford, thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we got to get, let's go way back. I know you graduated, headed to the NFL draft, but let's get back to high school Stafford Anderson, man. What was your recruiting process like? Who was recruiting you the hardest? Um. Well, honestly, my recruiting process in high school really wasn't nothing major, but um, I only had scholarships from Houston Baptist, Arkansas Monticello, and Northwestern State. Um. I mean, I feel like I should have had, you know, a better, more, more noticeability, like more, more spotlight on myself, but I mean, I didn't really go to a big high school. Uh, I went to Lenox High in Baton Rouge. I only won four games in my high school career, and I feel like they played a big impact on my recruiting process. But, you know, everything happened for a reason. I just kept working. You know, it happened for a reason. I like it. And so you end up committing to Northwestern State, man. Walk me through. What was what was it about Northwestern State that led you to commit there? Um, I mean, when I got the offer, it was crazy because – the same day, uh, my teammate, Darren Evans, he went to Nichols State and transferred to LSU. He was a year ahead of me. I wanted to go to Nichols with him. Uh, I was class 17, he was class 16. But when the coach, uh, Anthony Kemp, came to school, they offered me a preferred walk-on. And I really, I did not understand it at all. And he was saying, like, you know, they had scholarships already gone or whatever. So I was just like, you know, paying for school is not an option, you know, because I know I'm capable of full scholarships wherever I go. And about... 30 minutes later, Northwestern State came to school and they offered me. And I'm like, look at God, you know, this must be for a reason. This got to be where I'm meant to be. And the uh, same conference, so, you know, I'd be playing with the same talent level and things of that nature. So, and, you know, Northwestern really pursued me hard. Like, they came, visited the house, was really just telling me great things, telling me I had a good opportunity to do good things. Man, and, you know, you play, you play there up until you decide to transfer right before the COVID season too, which which made things a little bit more complicated. But looking at your recruiting process from high school to the transfer portal recruiting process you experienced, what were some of the biggest differences for you? Um, well, really, with the college transfer portal thing, it was kind of tough for me because I wasn't a graduate transfer. So the thing with me would be, if I was to go D2, I'll be eligible immediately. But if I was to say stay at an FCS or go to FBS school, I would have to sit out a year. So my plans intentionally was like uh, just to go to Southern University because that's like five minutes from my house and try to get a waiver because that's closer to home. But they weren't really showing interest, so I ended up getting in contact with Alcorn, and that's how I ended up there. I like it. And so outside of, you know, just getting in contact and, and Southern not reaching out like you thought, what were some of the other things that led you to, to pick Alcorn as your final destination? Uh, I mean, I really didn't know much about Alcorn, but like, you know, as I, you know, as the coach, as I got in contact with the coaches, I started doing research on Alcorn. I seen like they had a lot of great running backs within the past recent years. Like it wasn't no, no old news. It was like a year ago, year before that. So it was like, okay, like it's going good from the running back position. And I'm like, I know I could do it, you know what I'm saying? I know I always knew what I was capable of, and I'm like, you know, I feel like I can go here and do some great things here. It, it paid off in a big way, man. You know, you and Nico Duffy are one of the top 
running back pairs of the swag, but you know, you transfer and you had to sit out a year anyway, but Alcorn made the decision to sit out the entire year as a program for you being, being with the team. How tough on that was the program as a whole? Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. It was very tough for me. You know, um, when I transferred to Alcorn and we decided to opt out, I was like, wow. I'm like, I really was in a kind of low space. Cause I'm like, I really, I'm in my head, I'm like, I could have just stayed in Northwestern, played the spring season there, graduated, then grad transferred, could have went anywhere, you know what I'm saying, with no restrictions. But, you know what I'm saying, it, it was it was a tough, but, I mean, I just stuck with the process, you know, and Coach McNair was like, you know, he just wanted the best for us, and that's why he did it, you know, because, honestly, we, wasn't, we weren't ready as a team. I was training personally. Individually-wise, I was ready, and that's why I wanted to hit the field. I feel like if I had the spring season plus this fall season, I would have had you know, great stats, you know what I'm saying? It would have been a great look for myself, but we weren't ready as a team. So, you know, it played out how it played out. So, Well, you finally got on the field this fall, man. You guys, ha- you guys had a solid season. But for you, what were some of your final takeaways on the 2021 season? Um, The HBCU environment is, is – you can't find it nowhere else. It's fun. It's like it's – I feel like that's what college football should be, like, People are so into the game, like the community, the fans. It's, I love it. I love the support. You know what I'm saying? Um, I enjoyed it. You know, I was, I'm was. i thankful to be put in a position to showcase my abilities on the field. I'm so thankful to coaching staff for believing in me, putting me out there. You know what I'm saying? Really just having faith in me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thankful. Man, and I think that was one of the big things, you know, uh, we covered the spring season, we covered this season, I got down to go to some games, and like you said, man, the atmosphere is great, and everything like that, but for you, there's one game that sticks out like a sore thumb on the schedule, man, and you know which game, the Northwestern State game this year, what did that mean to you to, you know, I know that there's probably no ill will, but what did it mean to you to beat your old school, man, with with, with Alcorn this year? Oh, man, it was a great feeling, you know, the, you can always... Because it's, it's a low chance that you end up playing the old school that you played at once you transfer. You know, it's crazy. And it's crazy we ended up having them scheduled. You know, it was bad enough I wasn't able to play because I ended up straining my MCL. I had a grade two sprain in the end of the third quarter of the first game. And I thought I was going to be able to play because we had a bye week. But it took me like six weeks to get back uh, ready to play. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was good seeing all the people. You know, all my teammates from Northwestern and stuff. You know, we won. But it was a great experience you know it's crazy it is crazy standing on the opposite sideline for my old teammates that i've been with for three years and it's like wow and see <laughs> seeing the vibe over there remembering like what's going on like in certain situations it was crazy because i'm like wow i'm in a whole new different position right now in a whole new jersey looking across from my teammates i used to play with day in and day out well, man, that was a big win to kick off your season. And you brought up your injury, man. So you come out in the Miak Swack Challenge. It doesn't go y'all's way, but you have a you have a great game before, you know, t- you know, t- like you said, you had a sprain. For you, how tough was it to sit out six weeks knowing you, you had your breakout game and then all of a sudden it's taken away, you got to miss six weeks? How did you deal with that, and what was your injury recovery process like? Oh, man, I just had to stay prayed up. You know, it was, it was tough. You know, I really didn't think it was going to be that bad until I went to, like, the, uh, whatever they call the people that checked on my knee. Uh, and, mm-hmm. they, like, they just pushing on my knee and see it was giving in a little bit. And they were like, yeah, it's a grade 2 MCL spring. And they were like, uh, four to six weeks. And I'm like, four to six weeks? I'm like, you know, why? You know, after my first game, it's crazy how I'm going to be set back again. But 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't been sat back and put in the back seat so many times in my life. Y'all really, it really didn't affect me because it felt like I've been in this situation before. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm feel like I'm built for this. You know, I knew I overcome it. You know what I'm saying? But to be honest, it was it was tough recovering because you know, being in the, at the swag level is we don't have the resources to like really get top notch recovery treatment that you need. So a lot of things I'm doing on my own. You know what I'm saying? Trying to rehab on my own. Uh, you know, tr- we. Don't have, like, you know how Lorman is. It's kind of indiscreet. You know, I have to go all the way to Natchez to do rehab, and I'll, you know, it be there all day. It was it was a lot, but, you know what I'm saying, you know, when there was a wheel, there was a way. So, you know, I was putting a lot of time into that. I came back um, for homecoming. October 9th, that was my birthday. We played Grambling. Uh, Trippie told I wasn't ready to play. Coaches was asking me, was I ready? Was I ready? I was feeling good. Like, you know, I could do drills and stuff, but live action, me going full speed, I wasn't ready. Uh, I might have ran for like 45 yards that game, but I started cramping up bad. I wasn't back in shape. I wasn't back in shape at all, but I just wanted to get back out there. I was ready because I was so, you know, just eager and confident in myself, and I knew what I could do, especially just sitting back watching film and knowing the game and seeing the opportunities I would have being out on the field. On the field. Man, absolutely. I think that's something that the entire SWAC right now you're seeing facilities and resources really increase around the SWAC, especially moving forward. So, you know, for you to speak on that is kind of eye opening as well. But one of the things about all man, you guys had a stacked running back room, Nico Duffy and all American yourself transferring in for Northwestern state. And you had some guys behind y'all that also are going to play big roles moving forward for all corn. What was the, what's the culture like in that running back room and how did you guys, you know, split carries and what was the competition like behind the scenes? It's a brotherhood, you know, there's no bad, bad blood. Everybody support each other. Everybody want the best for each other. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Coach Boos, Coach Boos told me this when I first got to Alcorn, like my first day when I met him in person, he was like, you know, I just want good energy. We don't need no bad vibes to come to the to tear the room down and things of that nature. I mean, I, and I totally understood that. You know what I'm saying? And when I got there, you know, I met with the guys. We all like, you know, as we, we were together so much, we gradually started coming closer together. You know what I'm saying? All of my brothers, we real good. No bad blood. It's all love for everybody in that room. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful. I'm- Thank you. Hey, man, competition, you know, pays off on Saturdays during the week, so always a great thing. But, you know, one of the legendary names around Alcorn is the McNair name, I mean, for multiple reasons. But, you know, head coach Frank McNair has won at the highest level in the SWAC, has been has been to the top of the mountain for you. What is he like behind the scenes? And for you, what what makes him such a special, successful coach? Uh, He, he cares about you like no other, you know what I'm saying? He he really only wants the best for us as a whole team. You know what I'm saying? He he looks out for us like it's like he's like a father away from home. You know what I'm saying? He he cares and he want he really wants the best for us and he 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 does he did a lot of stuff at all even though even though I was only there for that short little term, like he really put it all on the line for us because there was a lot of stuff going on at Alcorn. You know what I'm saying? He he stood up for us in a major way. Oh, man, I'm glad you said that because there was a lot of, I mean, the whole saga this year with the training tables and things like that, man, he was, like you said, he was an advocate for you guys. And I think uh, that showed what type of person he was. But let's take you back to freshman year, man. The Statford Anderson who stepped on campus at Northwestern State, compare him to the Statford Anderson I'm talking to now. How has your game on the field evolved over these, you know, four or five years? Uh, Honestly, I could say I'm a running back now. You know, I thought I was a running back then, but I feel like I'm a true running back now. See, back then, as a freshman, 
I was just a true athlete. You know what I'm saying? I really didn't. I paid attention to film, but I really didn't know how to really just soak it all in. You know what I'm saying? So I was just really just out there on the field playing as a true freshman, not really intact to risk going on with things. But, you know, as I, as I, over the years, paying attention just hours and hours, you know, in the meeting room. And after my freshman year, uh, the coaching staff that recruited me left. And Coach Larry was went from the uh, defensive coordinator to the head coach, and he brought in Brad Smiley. And Brad Smiley was actually the running back coach, so who was the offensive coordinator. So I'm meeting with the offensive coordinator day in and day out, multiple times a day, and, you know, and I'm starting to understand it, running back from a whole different perspective because he's showing things of why does the running back do this and why, what the quarterback is reading. So now I'm seeing things from, like, a overall perspective of offense rather than just running back's perspective. So – it really opened my eyes up so, like, I understand the reads, who's reading what, and if I get it, why? Because he's removing from this place and things of that nature. Why Why do I need to get to my swing and, you know, so much amount of time to open up the, the curl, things of that nature. Just seeing things from a different perspective. And, you know, Coach Gerald House, uh, my late running back, Coach, he ended up passing away. He taught me the game. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I really thought that he was teaching me stuff I didn't need to know because we really didn't even focus on running back stuff. We talking about the O-line and the different fronts and stuff. And that's really what brought my game, my knowledge level to a whole nother level because I started to understand blocking schemes and who's going to do what. And when you're playing running back and you know who you know who's supposed to do what, pre-snap you should know what things going to hit at. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that puts me at another level because me knowing, just knowing the game and seeing the fronts and seeing different movements and stuff, I know what things going to go and I already have a predetermined destination I feel like I go to. Uh, I I love how you said that. As a former O lineman, I, I I love a running back that knows where to go because there's nothing worse as an O lineman than blocking it up yeah. and getting getting your back ran into and you got bruises the next day. You're like the hole is right to your left, man, right there. You hit the wrong one. But for you, man, let's get to know you a bit as a player. Which NFL player do you think your game models the most? Um, growing up, I. I used to love watching Arian Foster. I used to love the way like he used to high step with the long stride. I feel like that's kind of how I run now. But my game, my game is more of like a Joe Mixon type. I can do it all. You know what I'm saying? I'm big. I'm like 225 right now. I'm agile. I can move with little guys. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm quick. Like I'm very light on my feet. You know what I'm saying? I have a couple of runs that that I probably posted on Twitter tonight. I got a couple of runs that are like exactly like the same exact move, cuts, and everything as Joe Mixon. I was just, like, wow. As I put it together, I'm like, this is the same exact move, the same everything, like same flow. I'm just like, it's just crazy how it played out. But I love the way he plays. I love the game and the way he moves at his size. Oh, man, I like I like it. I saw Joe Mixon play at Oklahoma. Man, that kid, a, a different level of athlete, like you said. And, you know, I know every athlete's different. We, You can have the very superstitious athlete that has to wear the exact same thing, do the same thing every day. And some people just go out there and play. For you, what is your pregame routine to get ready to go out there and, you know, put on the show that you do? Uh, I, mean, I really don't have nothing special. I just have my, my headphones on, playing my little music. Uh, make sure I make sure my hips loose. Uh, I make sure I gotta have my spec. That's one thing I gotta have. I gotta have me some flex tape. I don't want to get spatted with no, no tape that don't bend. I need some flexible tape because I really don't like taking my ankles. I rather just spat hit because I can have range of motion in my foot. But other than that, I mean, that's about it. And make sure I, <laughs> that's it. 
I like it. I like it. Very simple to the point. Just go out there and play, man. But let let put you in the situation, man. You come, you hit the hole. It's you versus a linebacker one on one in the open field. What's the number one mistake they can make against you? Anything, you know. You come, you come too hard, out of control. I make you miss. You hesitate with me, I run you over. You dive at the ground, I jump over you. It's a lose lose situation. Truth be told. I love it, man. Hey, I love the comp. Like you, hey, like you said, if you find me in open field. It's just a bad day for you all, all all the way around, man. You're going to be on a highlight tape, and you'll see some guys on them highlights that Stafford said he's going to post tonight. There were some big runs this season, man. But I know defensive players are the worst trash talkers on the field all the time, especially DBs. But for you, are you a big trash talker during the game? Nah, truth be told, not really. Because I know when I get to yelling and stuff, they burn my energy. I need, all, I need to preserve it. You know what I'm saying? But I know sometimes, like some games, when Coach be feeding me the ball and I get in my zone, you know, I probably say a little something. Like when I when you know, ain't nothing like feeling like you unstoppable. Once you feel like you unstoppable, can't nobody stop you. I mean, you might as well let it out. Don't hold back at that point. So my teammates know, you know what I'm saying? I ain't <laughs> I'm not the one that's gonna be, you know, all pregame leading up to the week, all on social. I ain't none of that. I just show up Saturday, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't put in the work during the week and everybody know it. Oh man, I like it. So you're not the trash talker. Who on all corns the biggest trash talker? Wanye. Wanye Morris. Right tackle. You see him on film. While Felix Harper is in his uh calling out his case, he will be pointing at the defense and talking to him in his own world, just looking at the person in front of him talking. And all in pregame, he's with it, post game, whatever. <laughs> I love it. Hey, offensive linemen don't get enough credit for how much we trash talk, man. In the trenches, it can get, a, 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 I guess, a little emotional in there, man. But for you, looking back in your career, man, this can go back to Northwestern State, high school at Alcorn. Who is the best defensive player you've ever faced? Mm. Uh, so, uh, I mean, well, at Northwestern, we did play a couple big games now. So, I played against Texas a and I played against LSU. 2019 LSU National Champions. Oh, man. Uh, I'd probably say in the Southland Conference, I'd probably say P.J. Hall from Sam Houston State. Him and I, I forgot. The, it was another D lineman from Stephen F. Austin. He ended up getting drafted by the Rams a couple years ago. I forgot his name. But I, I remember those two dudes for sure. Like, they, they disrupted the whole who's a different, like, different, different type of creature. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. But, uh, but this year that I faced, best defensive player. I'd probably say um, Dumas from Prairie View. Um, J- Jason Dumas, I believe. He's number one. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think he had, like, a big game, like, stat-wise, like, tackles for loss and things like that. But he altered a lot of runs, like, um, I remember we was running like a counter play. He got, he ran past, like he swim moved the guard and cross face with the pulling tight end. And I had to cut it all the way back into like the unblocked the end. I was like, he was there before I even had the ball. It was like crazy. <laughs> he moved quick. 
Oh man, yeah, yeah. Dumas is on a whole other level. I had there's a reason why he was first team all swag. I mean, the, the guy is is a baller, man. But for you, I know Alcorn State has a great environment, but outside of Alcorn, who had the best environment this year? Southern University. Ooh. Oh well, you know what? I like Southern University over Jackson State University. The Jackson State game was packed. It might have had with like sixty thousand people. Yeah. But- Vibe in Baton Rouge, you know, that's where I'm from. The vibe in Baton Rouge, I love it, though. Well, that's just what I like. You know, they playing the music. It's turning everybody dancing, doing their thing. It's, I loved it. You know, we came up short, but, you know, it was turning. It, it, it was a beautiful environment, I must say. I like it, hey, man. Mumford's a different type of place, but you're headed to the NFL draft now, man. And uh, and I cover in the entirety of FCS, and we know the narrative. Everyone gets overlooked at the FCS level. For you, what is your response to people who may overlook you as a running back for playing at the FCS level? Uh, just pay attention to detail. Like, watch the film and pay attention to detail, the small things. Like, I understand, like, if you look at my numbers over my career, it might not be nothing like, Oh man, he's dominating. But if you look at the film, the things that you look for a running back, I do all of it. I make people miss. I hit the whole hard. I, I find holes when things aren't blocked. And that's the thing about me that pretty much no other running back does because they have an old line that just creates seams and they just have to run straight line speed. Seems nobody is jump cutting two, three times spinning in the hole for one play just for a game of four. You know what I'm saying? And the things that I do are very overlooked because it isn't just a oh, he broke it for 80 yards. You got to look at that. Because think about it. If people are putting the league now with the, with the film that they have, just running straight line speed, not really knowing how to maneuver. See, when you when you out there with a bunch of grown men, man, you, you got to know how to make stuff happen. I can make it happen. Like, and that, that's just the honest truth. Pay attention to film. I Like, seriously. I love it, man. And listen, you put enough film on t- on on tape this year that, and I, I I've said on my show all through the season, man. When Alcorn middle of the season, because you know they didn't release any injury reports on you, I was like, I don't know where Stafford Anderson is, but if he ain't on the field, I'm gonna be upset because because there was a time where I was like, they got to run the football, and this guy's got to get it. I think you would have had a thousand yards without the injury. That's just my opinion. I said that on the show before. But last question here, man. If an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Stafford Anderson if they draft you in April, what do you tell them? Yeah, you're a guy that's going to do whatever it takes, you know, to make the active roster. You know, I'm going to bring positivity to the city. You know what I'm saying? I want to impact more than just the football scene. I want to impact, like, the city, the, 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 the youth, the environment, things like that nature. I just want to be an uh, impact all around, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, of course, of course I want to bring bring what I do to the table on the football field from, from playing running back position to even if they need me on special team, I'm down to do it up. Oh man, I love it. And man, I, I'll be rooting I'll be rooting for you throughout the entire draft process, man. I, I can't wait to see you on the roster and see what you do, man. Congratulations on a great year at Allcorn too, man. But this is all about pr- promoting the players, supporting you guys. So let people know where they can support you. They can find you on social media, man, and any and all shout outs or plugs you want to give, man. This time is yours. Uh, on social media, my name is at I am. S H O W C U H H. I'm Show Cub. Uh, I go by Show. Uh, that's been my name since like middle school. That's what most people know me from, like around from Baton Rouge to Nagadish to wherever you, we kept cross paths in life. Um, same on Twitter and things of that nature. But you know, shout out my family. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the coaches who've invested in, in me over the years. Uh, shout, shout out to everybody that's down with me. I appreciate you. 
Man, I, I love it. And guys, make sure to go follow Stafford on all social media, man. Follow his journey to the NFL draft. And like I said, man, we got to draft more FCS players, so this guy should be on the roster come April, man. Well, c- congratulations again, man, guys. But for Stafford, myself, and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now. Thank you.